You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And this is the last episode for Chamber of Secrets. Oh my god. Wow. I feel like it's it just happened so fast. I know. I feel like we got here quicker than the first time. I the think first so. book. I think because yeah. we're pros now, you know, so you know what we're doing. <laughs> we're so good at this. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So Harry enters the Chamber of Secrets, meets Tom Riddle and the Basilisks. Harry and a few Hogwarts helpers save Ginny, and Harry helps out one more friend before the school year ends. We're talking about chapters 17 and 18 of Chamber of Secrets. Oh boy, I'm excited. So how are we this week? Good. I'm going to Maui this week for my 30th. I'm Ooh. so excited. Yeah, so That's this so uh, couple fun. Of days. Yeah, just kind of been like making sure. Well, at first we were worried that... We had a scare because they require a specific type of COVID test, um, but then they mm-hmm. recently changed their um, policy. So if you have the vaccine, then you're good. You can oh, use that in lieu of the COVID test because the COVID test was like a special one that costs $100 or something like that. And I was like, we don't even know where to get it. It was like this whole yeah. thing. And then they changed their policy. So it was perfect. But wow. yeah, that's, that's what's up. I'm excited. We're leaving Wednesday. We're going to spend the night in Seattle and then Thursday, we go out to Maui from Seattle. So. Fun. And this is your first time on Maui, right? You've been to Oahu? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first time on Maui. Have you, have you gone to Maui? No. Because I know you, you guys went, you will. I know David was yeah, there in Hawaii. We just spent time on Oahu and was like, oh, this is what we'll do when you move here, Laura. And then <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I'm glad I did get to go when I did. Yeah. I'm excited. So yeah, it's kind of what's new with me. Yeah. One day. One day. But yeah, but you guys? Laura just had a birthday. Um, last time we recorded, we were celebrating her birthday, and then she went off and uh, partied the weekend away, I hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we went to... <laughs> Virginia Beach, not like the beach. I feel like when I say Virginia Beach, everyone was just like, oh, you went to the beach. And it, no, we didn't go to the beach. But um, we have friends that live out there. And then our friend's family lives out there. So we spent 4th of July there and my birthday. And we had fun <laughs> on the... We had fun we had fun (laughs) i had so much fun i called priscilla after a few shots so yes so the the funny thing is that um phil got a call from david laura's husband and uh we were we had a couple of friends over we were just playing a card game and he's like david just called me just missed the call from him and i'm like oh okay well i said maybe they're out drinking because this is very much like what david would do is call (laughs) Phil, um, just to kind of chat. And so I was like, let me see if he called me because then he got worried. And I was like, let me see if he called me. If he called me, maybe it's something serious. So I go check my phone and I have a missed call from David. (gasps) And I'm like, he called me too. And so we both look at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, call him back. So he like puts him on speakerphone and calls him back. And then all you hear is David said, hey man, like really loud. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, okay. They've been drinking. It was what I thought. And so then Laura's like, yeah. And everyone's telling me what Laura had to drink. And I'm like, if you guys oh my God. wonder why we're making such a big deal, it's because Laura doesn't drink. Yeah. Very rarely does she drink. And if she does open a can of beer or um, pour herself a glass of wine, 99.9% of the time, she will not finish it. She will take uh, two sips. Yes. Oh, hey, I, I graduated. <laughs> hey, I graduated to a full uh, one... <laughs> One glass of wine. A whole glass. Oh, one, one, glass one glass and I can drink beer. But two is rare. Yes. Of any of anything. And I just I lo- I don't mind being DD. Like 
I just don't mind. I know that everyone's going to be safe and all that. It's just never been a big deal. And so we were out and they're like, we are getting an Uber and you are going (laughs) to not worry about us tonight. And that's what happened. I'm glad. It wasn't bad. Like, I wasn't crazy. But David likes to say, oh, you are a hot mess. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) David likes to exaggerate it because it just never happens. Yeah. Yeah, He's like in his mind, she was a hot mess, even though she was like probably (laughs) how I am when I'm sober. (laughs) The closest to a hot mess that she will ever get. Yeah. So Uh, he's like, let me just like say this is what happened. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm glad you had fun. Yes. But yeah, that was my birthday. Fun times, fun times. 31, guys. 31. 31. (laughs) My life is incredibly boring compared to these two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I don't have any stories yet. Talk to next week when I come back for my trip. I'll let you guys know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you're still going to Hawaii. That's that's exciting. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I started a new book that isn't Harry Potter. And that, you guys, is a revelation. (laughs) Yes. What book? It's called They Both Die at the End. Oh, yeah. It's called They Both Die at the End? Yeah. It's a little grim. (laughs) Oh. And I heard it's really sad. Yeah. So I I really like books. If you can't tell by the title. That, like, completely break your heart. Me too. But I realized... When I started reading this book, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's been such a long time since I read a book, which is sad, but it's been such a long time since I actually, like, made the time to sit and read that, like, I'm a little concerned for my well-being in the sense of, like, I don't know how healthy it is for me to just be diving into such a sad book right now at least i think it'll be fine you'll know that i think you'll like the story like when i read a book that really makes me like sad i appreciate the story and like how that made me feel besides the crying yeah i don't know if that makes sense i think i just need to i need to fill my other times with things that like aren't criminal minds and like not dark yeah so Mm. i I need to find some balance balance yeah some balance. like rom-coms <laughs> and um friends friends yeah i've been watching oh, a lot yeah. of friends that always so. helps i'll keep mm-hmm. you updated on uh, my mental state with that okay well now that you've said it on the podcast i feel like you'll you'll read and finish it yeah it feels like a quick read like if i actually make the time i can probably finish it in like a week but we'll see okay nice Let's see. exciting stuff y'all yeah, so exciting. Seriously, my life is boring right now. I meant like everyone all together is exciting. <laughs> you even us out, Jenny. <laughs> and yes. bring us back to the ground. <laughs> um, where did we leave off, Joni? Well, we left off with Sissy Got Older. And yes. <gasps> Harry, Ron, and Gilderoy slide down the pipes of the school to find the chamber of secrets Mm-mm. the chamber wait did you guys cheers already because i could start drinking oh no. no but we are in celebration tonight <laughs> because priscilla is turning 30 so Yay. yet again we have our party hats on and wine and Mar- yes. mike's hard for Joni. Yeah. is that what you're drinking i was gonna say that looks like sun-kissed <laughs> I, I didn't have the opportunity to go to a liquor store so i got the closest thing at target That's remember awesome. everyone she's in utah it's yes. hard <laughs> she put it in a nice wine glass yes yeah. yeah. he class it cheers. up okay. cheers cheers clink. Clink, clink clink i'm not supposed to drink until my birthday but um phil yes let me and tell him that you guys made me okay <laughs> This is our mini birthday celebration. So. Exactly. That's my excuse. I'm going to say it was already yeah, this my is birthday. part of the birthday. Exactly. Okay. So, Harry just spoke in parcel tongue to open the Chamber of Secrets, as Joni just said. Harry is in a long, dimly lit chamber with stone pillars entwined with snakes. Harry's heart was beating fast, wondering if the basilisk was hiding in a corner. He was also looking for Ginny. Harry pulled out his wand and moved forward, ready to shut his eyes at any moment. When Harry reached the end of the chamber, he was met with a giant stone face. 
He had to look up to it. The face was ancient and monkeyish. The stone wizard's beard almost fell to his feet. Then Harry saw Jenny, lying at the feet of the stone wizard, face down. Harry runs to her and hopes that she isn't dead. He put his wand aside, and I'm like, why, Harry? Why? <laughs> why did you let go of your wand? Wizard 101. Just yes. hold your wand. Another example as to why Harry has very little self-preservation. So he put the wand aside to shake Jenny awake, but her face is white as marble. Harry noticed, though, she wasn't petrified. Then a soft voice says, She won't wake. Harry jumps and sees a tall, black-haired boy watching him. Tom Riddle. What do you mean she won't wake? She's not. She's not, Harry asks. Riddle says she's still alive, but barely. Harry noticed that Riddle had a misty, shiny light around him. He also remembers Tom Riddle attended Hogwarts 50 years ago, and he looks the same as in the memory. Harry asks Tom if he is a ghost. Tom tells him no, he's not a ghost, but a memory preserved in a diary for 50 years. Lying on the ground was also a little black diary. Funny how <laughs> that got there, huh? Hmm. Curious. Harry snaps back to the moment and begs Tom to help him get Jenny out of here. There's a basilisk lurking somewhere in the chamber. Harry looks for his wand, but can't find it. It's because you put it down, Harry. He looks up and sees Riddle twirling it between his long fingers. Thanks, says Harry, and he goes to grab it. But Riddle continues to twirl the wand, smirking. And Harry starts to beg Tom, we've got to go. But Tom says, it won't come until it's called. Harry doesn't know what that means, and he asks for his wand back. He might be needing it soon. And Riddle says, you won't be needing it. I waited a long time for this, Harry Potter, for a chance to see you. To speak to you. Harry is losing his patience and tells Riddle, We can talk later, dude. Riddle tells him that no, they shall chat now. This is when Harry finally feels something isn't right about the situation. He asks Riddle how Jenny got like this. Riddle says it's a long story, but he supposes the reason was because Jenny opened her heart and spilled all her secrets to an invisible stranger. Jenny had been writing in Tom's diary for months. About all her worries and woes, Tom says it was all boring, but he was patient and wrote back. And Riddle mocks Ginny, saying, quote, No one ever understood me like you, Tom. Then Riddle laughed, a high, cold laugh that made the hairs on Harry's stand neck stand. Riddle continues, The more Ginny confided in the diary and Tom, the stronger he got. He was then able to pour a little of him into her, feeding her with some of his secrets. And Harry doesn't know what that means. Riddle tells him that it was Ginny who opened the chamber, strangled the roosters, and wrote the bloody messages. My gosh. She was the one responsible for all the attacks. Unbelievable. Did you suspect Jenny at no, all? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Some of the some episodes I was wondering if like if Jenny's character was ever coming around. She suspicious. was hidden it's so well in into just being a first year at Hogwarts and being yeah. Ron's little sister and having a crush on Harry. Yeah. That's literally how, like, all I thought about her. If anything, I thought yeah. Percy was involved. Yes. Which I think I said that once. Yeah. yeah. They did a, a good job of, like, disguising, like, Jenny's moments <laughs> behind somebody, like, usually behind Percy. Because, yeah. like, yeah. so I just listened to um, the newest episode that came out. I listened to it, to it today, and it's when Harry drops, or, like, when he gets the valentine and all of his stuff mm -hmm. spill out. Yeah. And Ginny's there. So Ginny sees the diary when it falls yeah. and when Draco picks it up. But Percy, the attention kind of goes to Draco and Percy. As yeah. opposed to it's just passing that Jenny was just there to see it. So then yeah. when she goes into his dorm to steal the diary, you mm -hmm. don't you still don't even think of her at all. You think maybe Percy. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. But going back to the diary and being there, maybe I'm just completely blanking on this. How was it there? I'm trying to think. Jenny brought she, it. She had I it. Think, so right? she got it again after Harry. Yeah. What am I blanking out on? So she she gets it back 
um, when she gets to the dormitory. And that's it, right? That's when she gets it back. Yeah, and then she yeah. gets, then she does the attack on Hermione and... Okay. So I'm just assuming that she brought it down there. I, yeah, I just have to backtrack. So this is after she has rummaged through Harry's stuff and got mm-hmm. it back from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she was the one responsible for all the attacks. No, whispered Harry. Yes, said Riddle. He explains that Jenny didn't know what she was doing the whole time, though. But the diary entries were now amusing. Okay. From the book. Dear Tom, he recited, watching Harry's horrified face. I think I'm losing my memory. There are rooster feathers all over my robes, and I don't know how they got there. Dear Tom, I can't remember what I did the night of Halloween, but a cat was attacked and I've got paint all down my front. Dear Tom, Percy keeps telling me I'm pale and I'm not myself. I think he suspects me. There was another attack today and I don't know where I was. Tom, what am I going to do? I think I'm going mad. I think I'm the one attacking everyone, Tom. And that's so sad. Poor Jenny. Just, yeah, she's how old? She's like 11. She's 11 and she thinks she's going crazy. Mm -hmm. And also the one doing the attacks, that's, I don't know. You'd wake up and you have like blood on you or feathers on you and you're like, I don't remember anything I did. So did we did we uh, confirm that that was blood, not paint? It was paint, right? I'm pretty sure it's a rooster's blood, right? Oh, it was yeah. rooster's blood. Oof. Yeah. Dang, Jenny yeah. got dark. She got dark. Yeah. At least she tried to cover it up thinking it was paint. <laughs> She's like, it's not blood. It's paint. It's definitely paint, guys. No. <laughs> so Riddle explains that Jenny started to not trust the diary. So she disposed of it. Then something wonderful happened. Harry found it. He says, the very person I was most anxious to meet. And Harry angrily asks, why did Riddle care about meeting him? Jenny told Tom all about Harry Potter and his fascinating history. Oh, and I have a thought. Okay. I love that you (laughs) write your notes like this because then when you're reading them, you're like, oh, that's right. This is how I felt in this moment. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, I was just thinking. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> no, I wrote these. I don't know. When did I write these? Yeah, I wrote mine like last week too. Oh. Yeah. I guess when Jenny's telling Tom about how Harry Potter defeated defeated this guy, Lord Voldemort, and he knows that's him. Oh, and then meeting him. Yeah, and then being like, oh my God, this is a guy that destroys my future self. Like, who is this person? Yeah, it's he's weird. probably so intrigued in meeting him. Yeah. Then they start talking about Hagrid and how Riddle framed him 50 years ago. It was Riddle's word against Hagrid's, and Hagrid wasn't head boy material, always sneaking off to the forest all the time. Only Dumbledore, who was a transfiguration professor at the time, seemed to not believe Riddle's story of Hagrid. Dumbledore was the one to help Hagrid get the position as gamekeeper for the school after he was expelled. Riddle goes on and says that he knew he couldn't open the chamber again while he was at school. So he left behind a diary preserving the memory to one day finish Salazar Slytherin's noble work. Harry tells him that the plan didn't work. No one has died and Madame Pomfrey will be reviving those attacked soon. Then Riddle says that's not what he's interested in anymore. His new mission is Harry. Hmm. Riddle was upset when Ginny got a hold of the diary again. She saw Harry with it one day and stole it back from Harry. Harry's dormitory. She didn't want Harry to find out what she had done. Riddle made her write her own farewell and knew that Harry would find a way to solve the mystery and try to save Ginny. Ginny had put a lot of herself in the diary, so that is why she is barely hanging on now. But Riddle has questions for Harry. Like, how does he, a boy of no extraordinary magical talent, defeat the greatest wizard of all time, Lord Voldemort, only escaping with a scar? And Harry doesn't understand why Riddle would care. Voldemort was after his time. This is a, this is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> so Riddle says, Voldemort is my past, present, and future, Harry Potter. And he whips out his... Oh, no, he doesn't. And he whips out Harry's wand and traces the name Tom Marvolo Riddle in the air in shimmering letters. Another wave of the wand... The letters rearranged themselves to read, I am Lord Voldemort. 
Oh what? my gosh. I know. Oh that was me reading God. it. I was like, <laughs> Paige Turner. I was like, <laughs> crazy. And you thought Voldemort wasn't in this book. I know. They like snuck him in. They really to the did. very end. And I wonder, I think, was it you that showed me or was it Joni that showed us the back of one of them? It showed the author like scribbling, trying to rearrange oh. the letters. I wonder how long it took her to... Yeah. It's the back of the British one. Like, one of the last pages, you just see, like, scribbled out names and, like, a list of, like, names and, like, numbers. And you could see that she's trying to figure out the anagram. And and then I think about this. When thinking about, like, obviously when you think about the author trying to do this. But also just imagine being, like, a, a Hogwarts teacher and like walking through the class and looking at like the student just like rearranging his name in like a million different ways trying to figure out oh, yeah. what works <laughs> and be like what what is happening here <laughs> i never thought about that and looking back to it they like mention marvolo like very randomly you're just kind of like why do why does marvolo matter because Tom mm-hmm. Riddle was just kind of how I think it was when he had the interaction with the old headmaster and oh. they talk about his name oh, or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. and it's just kind of oh, like yeah, okay that's the only do. time Marvel was mentioned but every other time he's Tom Riddle so yeah that was interesting I forgot about that so he's Lord Voldemort Riddle explains that he was already using the name with his intimate peers in school he was not going to use his foul muggle father's name forever Salazar Slytherin's blood ran through him from his mother's side. Riddle also explains that his father abandoned him before he was even born, when he found out his wife was a witch. Riddle wanted a new name that people would one day fear to speak. Really? They do. Like, jeez. Like us, this is a lot to digest for Harry. (laughs) (laughs) But he takes a moment, then says, You're not. And Riddle asks, Not what? Harry explains that Voldemort is not the greatest sorcerer in the world. That Mm. title belongs to Dumbledore. Mm. Sorry to disappoint you. Shots fired. (laughs) What a bold 12-year-old. I know. Voldemort is off hiding right now somewhere, and he was always too afraid to take on Dumbledore, even at the height of his power. Riddle is so angry at this. He yells that Dumbledore has been run out of Hogwarts now, but Harry says he's not as gone as Riddle might think. And I don't even think Harry understands that line either. He's just saying it. Yeah. He's just repeating what someone else said. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they said that he's only gone when they stopped needing him. He's like, yeah. what that means. Then there was music. The eerie, spine-tingling song was getting louder, and Harry saw a crimson bird with a ragged bundle in its talons. The bird drops the bundle at Harry's feet, and the bird landed on Harry's shoulder. Riddle knows that the bird is a phoenix, and Harry recognizes it to be Fox. Riddle laughed out loud. This is what Dumbledore sends his defender, a songbird in an old hat. The bundle Fox was carrying ended up being the old sorting hat. And I remember when I first read this, I was just like, yeah, how is he going to get out of this? Yeah. Like, maybe Fox has some magical powers that we don't know about, but really, what the, what is the use of this hat? Harry has to figure out how to get out of this situation with just the hat and fox. Tom had his wand still, and Harry noticed that Tom was looking more solid, which meant Ginny was closer to dying. Riddle wants to know how Harry escaped him twice, and Harry explains that no one knows exactly why, but it was his common muggle-born mother who died to save him. Harry adds that after last year, Voldemort was a wreck, barely alive and in hiding. Riddle forced a smile and said, So, your mother died to save you. Yes, that's a powerful counter charm. Riddle seemed satisfied with this. That meant that there was nothing special about Harry, but Riddle saw that there were some similarities between himself and Harry, in their histories and also their looks. Riddle had enough of his villain monologue. He was now going to take on Harry, the hat, and Fox. Riddle spoke in parcel tongue to the giant statue, saying, Speak to me, Slytherin. Greatest of the Hogwarts Four. (laughs) Harry was horror-struck. The mouth of the wizard statue was opening wide. He knew the basilisk would be slithering out. Harry backed up, shut his eyes to protect himself. Then he felt Fox leave him. Riddle hissed, kill him. Oh my gosh. 
Harry is blindly trying to get away. He can hear the giant serpent slithering and Voldemort laughing. He could feel the snake wasn't far from him, but then he heard spitting and hissing and thrashing. Harry couldn't help it. He peeked his eyes open to see what was happening. He saw a snake as thick as an oak trunk. But Harry saw what was distracting the snake. Fox was soaring around its head. Then the bird dived. His golden beak snuck into both of the serpent's eyes, splashing the floor with dark blood. The snake was blind now. Riddle screamed, No! Leave the bird! You can still smell him! And there was actually a lot more yelling that I didn't want to type out, because Riddle is pissed. Yeah, he is. He's pissed. <laughs> He's pissed at the best. Best. <laughs> Harry starts begging for someone to help him, and the basilisk's tail whips the sorting hat to Harry. He didn't know what else to do, so Harry rams the hat on his head and begged. No voice, but Harry suddenly felt something very hard thud him in the top of his head. Harry pulled off the hat and felt something beneath it. Come on, hat, you're gonna give him a concussion. You know what this reminded me of? Gosh, season one. Joni's, Joni, uh, yes, yes, because Warm. in the text, in our oh, text, she split, <laughs> she split the chapters, and she goes, so Sissy gets the beginning <laughs> of the chapter and two long, hard beneath it or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, I'm gonna avoid saying that. <laughs> yeah, when I was typing it, I was just like, yep, there it is. <laughs> but I needed to type the actual quote. <laughs> Yeah, that is the actual quote this time. Oh, well, I think it was the actual quote last time, too, but we just yeah, had dirty minds. It was just the way, you know, we thought about it. So, yes, he pulls something from the hat. A gleaming silver sword had appeared inside the hat, its handle glittering with rubies the size of eggs. Kill the boy. Leave the bird. The boy is behind you. Sniff. Smell him, yelled Riddle. Harry was on his feet. He was ready. He could see the bloody eye sockets of the basilisk, along with its mouth stretching wide, wide enough to swallow him whole. It lunged blindly and Harry dodged it. Harry raised his sword in both his hands and again it lunged. This time, Harry's aim was true. Harry Mm. threw his whole weight behind the sword and drove it into the roof of the serpent's mouth. But then Harry felt a searing pain just above his elbow. One long, poisonous fang was sinking deeper and deeper into his arm as the basilisk fell over. Harry slid down the wall as he ripped a fang out of his arm, which I was like, dang. Yeah. He, like, took it out of his arm himself. That's just intense. I just can't believe the fang came out of the mouth. Like, is it loose? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> how, did just, how did it just, like, stay? Maybe when he, like, got stuck the sword, the sword in his mouth. Oh, it, maybe the something... sword helped. Yeah. Yeah. But he knew he was too late. He could feel the venom spreading in his body. Harry heard a soft clatter of claws beside him. Fox, you were a fantastic fox, Harry said, which was very sad. Mm. He could hear echoing footsteps coming towards him. You're dead, Harry Potter, said Riddle's voice (laughs) above him. Dead, even Dumbledore's bird knows it. He's crying. Fox had slid in and out of focus. Thick, Pearly's ears were trickling down the glossy feathers. Harry felt drowsy, and everything around him seemed to be spinning. If this is dying, Harry thought, it isn't so bad. Even the pain was leaving him. But instead of going black, the chamber was becoming clearer. Fox was still resting on Harry's arm, and a patch of tears was shining all around where Harry's wound should have been. It was gone. Phoenix tears, said Riddle quietly. Of course. Healing powers. I forgot. Which mm. reminds us when Dumbledore talks about the Phoenix powers back when uh, mm-hmm. we met Fox the first time. Yep. But it makes no difference. In fact, I prefer it this way. Just you and me, Harry Potter. You and me. You prefer it because the Basilisk is dead. Exactly. You wanted the Basilisk <laughs> to fight for you, dude. <laughs> then Fox soared back overhead and dropped something into Harry's lap. It was the diary. And then, without thinking, Harry grabbed the basilisk fang and stabbed it straight into the heart of the book. There was a long, piercing scream. Ink spurted out of the diary, streaming over Harry's hands. Riddle was twisting, screaming, and flailing, and then he had gone. The basilisk venom had burned a hole right through the book. Harry was shaking, but he got up and gathered his wand, the sorting hat, and the sword. So, 
at this point we assume tom riddle is gone i feel like with mm-hmm. this these books i can't assume anymore <laughs> but that's what we will assume <laughs> then harry hears a faint moan coming from the end of the chamber it was Ginny. he hurried toward her she gasps when she sees him and begins to cry trying to explain that she wanted to tell him at breakfast but then percy showed up harry tells her it's all right and he also tells her that riddle is gone Fox was waiting for them at the chamber entrance, and after a few minutes of progress up the tunnel, Harry could hear the sound of shifting rocks. Ron, he yelled. Ginny's okay, I've got her. He heard Ron cheer and then finally met his face, staring through the gap that Ron had managed to make. He was excited to see Ginny and gave her a big hug. Harry says he will explain everything when they get out of there. We learned that Lockhart's memory charm had backfired and, well, he used it on himself. (laughs) (laughs) Then they made it to the pipe entrance. Have you thought of how we're going to get back up this? Harry said to Ron. But then Fox flies above them as the MVP that he is. (laughs) Looking at Harry as if he wanted Harry to grab hold of him. Do you get the cover now? Yes. I understood that. Now I'm going to pay attention to the covers of these books (laughs) from now on. Harry does just that and holding each other's hands, Fox flies them all out. They made it out to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. She was surprised and slightly disappointed <laughs> to see that they were all alive. I think she was like, oh, I was going to tell you, you could share my stall with me. <laughs> oh, sweet Myrtle. Oh, very sweet of her. Like, wow, you want to share a stall with a boy? <laughs> they make their way out of the bathroom and into the, desert- into the deserted corridor outside. Harry, I think Myrtle's grown fond of you. You've got competition, <laughs> Jenny, said Ron. But tears were still flooding down Ginny's face, making Ron a bit anxious. Fox was leading the way, glowing gold along the corridor. They followed him, and moments later, they found themselves outside of Professor McGonagall's office. Harry knocked and pushed the door open. For a moment, there was silence as the four of them stood in the doorway. Ginny! It was Mrs. Weasley. Her and Mr. Weasley both leapt to their feet and flung themselves on their daughter. Harry looked past them and saw Dumbledore and Professor McGonagall. They all wanted to know how Harry saved her. He hesitated for a moment, but then he walked over to the desk and put down the sorting hat, the ruby-encrusted sword, and what remained of Riddle's diary. He then began spilling the tea, which was a lot of it. Yes. Because telling them everything apparently took nearly a quarter of an hour. He had tried to avoid mentioning Riddle's diary or Ginny. What if they expelled her, he thought to himself. How could they prove that it was Riddle that made her do it all? Harry then looks over at Dumbledore who smiles faintly. And this is another reason why I think Dumbledore can read minds (laughs) right here. Dumbledore says, what interests me most is how Lord Voldemort managed to enchant Ginny when my sources tell me he's currently in hiding in the forest of Albania. And Harry was relieved to hear this. What's that? Said Mr. Weasley in a stunned voice. You know who? Enchant Ginny? But Ginny's not, Ginny hasn't been, has she? It was the diary, said Harry quickly, picking it up and showing it to Dumbledore. Riddle wrote it when he was 16. Dumbledore looked at the diary. Brilliant, he said. Of course, he was probably the most brilliant student Hogwarts has ever seen. Rude. If Hermione was in there, she'd be like, excuse me. I know. I did think about that, too. I mean, like, she's only been there two years. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Very few people know that Lord Voldemort was once called Tom Riddle. I taught him myself. 50 years ago at Hogwarts. He disappeared after leaving the school, traveled far and wide, sank so deeply into the dark arts, consorted with the very worst of our kind, underwent so many dangerous magical transformations that when he resurfaced as Lord Voldemort, he was barely recognizable. Hardly anyone connected Lord Voldemort with the clever, handsome boy who was once head boy here. But Jenny, said Mrs. Weasley, what's our Jenny got to do with, with him? This diary, Jenny sobbed. I've been writing in it and he's been writing back all year. I can imagine her parents like, seriously? <laughs> Mr. Weasley says, Jenny, haven't I taught you anything? What have I always told you? Never trust anything that can't think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. Why don't you show the diary to me or your mother? A suspicious object like that, it was clearly full of dark magic. I didn't know, sobbed Jenny. I found it inside one of the books mom gave me. I thought someone had just left it in there and forgotten about it. And Dumbledore comes to 
kind of save the day for Jenny. Yeah. He interrupts them and advises Jenny to go to the hospital wing right away. And he also says there will be no punishment for her. Madame Pomfrey should still be awake as she's been giving the basilisk victims mandrake juice. Sir Hermione's okay, said Ron. Mm, I know. There has been no lasting harm done, Jenny, said Dumbledore. Jenny and the Weasley parents left. Dumbledore turns to Professor McGonagall and says he thinks this all merits a good feast. So she says, I'll leave you to deal with Potter and Weasley, shall I? Certainly, said Dumbledore. Wow, wow, wow. I wow. know. I do, before Joni start, since we were talking about Jenny and the diary, obviously Joni will get to the part where how it comes to be in Jenny's possession but I just remember because it was my section at the time but when they were all leaving for Hogwarts and everyone kept forgetting something Mm -hmm. they had to go back for Jenny's diary I don't know if you remember that oh yeah that's right (laughs) and I was like the diary no (laughs) it would be a different story if she left it at home be a very boring year McGonagall left, and Harry and Ron looked at Dumbledore, unsure about what she meant when she said, deal with them. They couldn't be in trouble for nearly getting themselves killed and once again not going to a competent adult. (laughs) (laughs) And of course they don't, because, you know, they have Potter privilege. Yeah. Dumbledore teases them by saying that he said that he would expel them if they broke another rule. And then he tells him that he is now eating his words and will be awarding them special awards of services to the school and 200 points each. And all I have to say is, I get it. Yes, they deserve, you know, recognition. But also, can somebody just give them a lecture on not trying to die the hero every year at school? Uh Uh-huh. Second year in the row. Yeah. Try not to die. Harry Potter, though, you know? Yeah. Dumbledore then turns to Lockhart, who Harry had completely forgotten was there. Me too. Saying he was surprised that he was so quiet. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was here too. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ron quickly explains that Professor Lockhart, I'm a professor? Goodness, I expect I was hopeless, was hit (laughs) by his own memory charm. Impaled by your own sword, Gildory, says Dumbledore. I don't have a sword. That boy does, pointing at Harry. He can lend you one. (laughs) Dumbledore asks Ron to take Lockhart to the hospital wing so that he can talk to Harry. And then Dumbledore instructs Harry to sit, and Harry starts to feel nervous. Dumbledore first thanks Harry, saying that it would take real loyalty towards him for Fox to show up. And then it addresses the fact that Harry has met Tom Riddle. This caused Harry to ask him about how Tom told Harry that he and Tom had a strange likeness to each other. I'm not like him, shouted Harry. I'm a Gryffindor. Mm. This then forced Harry to face what he is, what has been nagging him all year. He tells Dumbledore about how the Sorting Hat said that he would have done well in Slytherin and how everyone thought that he was the heir of Slytherin because he could speak Parseltongue. Dumbledore explains that he can speak Parseltongue because Voldemort was the last descendant of Slytherin, and he transferred some of his power to Harry when he tried to kill him. Voldemort put a bit of himself inside me? Harry asks. Which is crazy. It certainly seems so. So I should be in Slytherin, Harry said, looking desperately into Dumbledore's face. The Sorting Hat could see Slytherin's power in me, and it... Put you in Gryffindor, said Dumbledore calmly. Listen to me, Harry. You happen to have many qualities Salazar Salazar Slytherin prized in his hand-picked students. His own rare gift, parcel tongue, resourcefulness, determination, a certain disregard for the rules, he added, his mustache quivering again. Yet the sorting hat placed you in Gryffindor. You know why that is? Think. I was only put in Gryffindor, said Harry, because I asked not to go in Slytherin. Exactly, said Dumbledore, beaming once more, which makes you very different from Tom Riddle. It's our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. Preach. A very good quote. Popular quote, too. Harry sat motionless in his chair, stunned. If you want proof, Harry, that you belong in in Gryffindor, I suggest you look more closely to this. Dumbledore reached across to Professor McGonagall's desk, picked up the bloodstained silver sword, and handed it to Harry. Dully, Harry turned it over, the rubies blazing in firelight, and then he saw the name engraved just below the hilt. Godric Gryffindor. (gasps) Gryffindor! 
Only a true Gryffindor could pull that out of the hat, says Dumbledore. Dumbledore then advised Harry to go get some food at the feast. He needed to send an owl to get Hagrid back, and he also needed to find a new defense against the dark arts professor. Just as Harry was about to approach the door, it slammed open with a raging Lucius Malfoy and a heavily bandaged Dobby cowering next to him. Hmm. Dumbledore greeted him kindly, and Malfoy charged past Harry, nearly knocking him over. The governor suspended you, but you see it fit to return to Hogwarts, said Lucius. Dumbledore calmly replies, saying the governors owled him the moment they found out that Ginny was killed and asked him to come back, seeing as he is the best man for the job. They also mentioned to him that Lucius had threatened to curse their families if they didn't suspend him before. Lucius asks if they found the culprit, and Dumbledore replies with a simple yes. Well, who was it? said Lucius. Dumbledore pulls out the diary and explains that it was the same person who had done it 50 years prior, and he was acting through someone else with the diary. Harry wasn't paying attention to Lucius, though. He was preoccupied looking at Dobby, who was doing a weird motion of pointing at the diary, then Lucius, and hitting himself in the head. (laughs) And honestly, I don't know why he does not get it from the first try, but whatever, Harry. (laughs) I see, said Malfoy, slowly slowly to dumbledore a clever plan said dumbledore in a low voice still staring at mr malfoy straight in the eye because of harry here mr malfoy shot harry a swift sharp look and his friend ron hadn't discovered this book why Ginny weasley might have taken all the blame no one would ever have been able to prove she hadn't acted for her own free will mr malfoy said nothing his face suddenly mask-like and imagine dumbledore went on what might have happened then the Weasleys are one of the most prominent pureblood families. Imagine the effect on Arthur Weasley and his Muggle Protection Act if his own daughter was discovered attacking and killing Muggleborns. Very fortunate the diary was discovered and Riddle's memories wiped from it. Who knows what the consequences might have been otherwise. How fortunate, replies Mr. Malfoy curtly. Dobby is still doing the same motions towards Harry, and he finally understands, and he nods to Dobby, who stops and twists his ears in punishment. Don't you want to know how she got a hold of the diary, Harry? asked Lucius. How would I know how a stupid girl would get a hold of it? said Malfoy. He doesn't, and just a note, Harry didn't ask if he knew, he asked if he wanted to know. So there's a little bit of guilt there, not guilt, probably not guilt, but like he knows like... Mm -hmm. He knows he's getting caught. Yeah, he answered it incorrectly. Yeah. Because you gave it to her in Flourish and Blots. You slipped it in her Transfiguration book, didn't you? Replies Harry. Prove it, challenges Lucius. Dumbledore cuts in, saying that they can't, but he does warn him not to give out any more of Voldemort's old school things, because Arthur Weasley will be sure to trace it back to Lucius if it fell in the wrong hands. Lucius took this as a sign to leave, though Harry swore he saw his hand twitch towards his wand. We're going, Dobby, shouts Lucius. Harry asks Dumbledore if he could return the diary to Lucius, and Dumbledore gives him the diary while reminding him to go to the feast. Harry takes the diary and takes off one of his shoes and stuffs it inside his gross sock and runs down the corridor to catch up with Lucius. Harry tells Lucius that he has something for him, and he puts the diary stuffed in a sock in Lucius's hand. Disgusted, Lucius rips the sock off the diary and tosses it to the side. You'll meet the same sticky end as your parents, Harry Potter. They were meddlesome fools too, says Malfoy, turning away and commanding Dobby to follow. But he did not move. Master has given Dobby a sock, Dobby Mm -hmm. says stunned. What did you say, said Lucius? Dobby has a sock. Master threw it and Dobby caught it. Dobby is free. Dobby's free. Dobby's still still in complete shock. Lucius lunges at Harry. You lost me, my servant. Dobby leaps into action. You shall not hurt Harry Potter. With a loud bang, Lucius is thrown backwards and falls down the steps in a heap. Lucius gets up and pulls out his wand, but Dobby points his finger, threatening him. You shall go now. You shall not touch Harry Potter. And Lucius Mm. listens and leaves. Dobby's a free. Yay. Then you gotta know that House Elves has some kind of crazy power. Yeah. Also, I don't think Lucius is really gonna do anything dangerous like the movie yeah. likes to allude to. 
Dobby celebrates his freedom, and Harry only asks Dobby to never try to save his life again. But Harry does ask why Dobby said that his warnings had nothing to do with he who must not be named. And Dobby explains that it was a clue. It had to do with Tom Riddle, the Dark Lord, before he changed his name and could be named freely. Rolls eyes. Come on, Dobby. (laughs) No time for clues. Like, this is, yeah, no time for games. Like, just like, what? (laughs) Right, says Harry. And then he says goodbye to Dobby, saying that he needed to go to the feast. And the feast was the best one Harry had experienced. Everyone was in their PJs, and it lasted the entire night. Highlights included Hermione running in, shouting at at Harry and Ron, saying that they had solved it. Justin also came in, shaking Harry's hand and apologizing about suspecting Harry. And then Hagrid came in at about 3 a.m. Wow, they were up late. Yeah, they were. (laughs) And clapped Harry and Ron on the back so hard that they were knocked into their plates. Harry and Ron's 400 points were announced and secured Gryffindor the house cup. And then McGonagall also announced the cancellation of exams, much to Hermione's dismay. (laughs) I mean, she worked so hard. She studied, but now for For nothing. She was in the hospital for most of the time. She was in the hospital for like a day. No, like a week or so, right? And then she was. Wasn't she in the hospital when she turned into a cat for like a month? Like a month. I mean, I know that. I mean, she could still study. That's true. What do you think she's doing sitting in the hospital the entire time? I forgot about that. And then the teachers even got to celebrate when Dumbledore announced that Lockhart would not be returning due to needing (laughs) to go away to fix his memory. Oh, Oh. Lockhart. The rest of the school year, Hogwarts went back to normal. Which, what is normal at Hogwarts? Please tell me. I know. This this few weeks. I know. I feel like normal is the exact opposite. Yeah, like the very beginning and the very end of the year. That's normal. The only changes were the fact that the Defense Against the Dark Arts classes were canceled. Lucius Malfoy was fired from being a school governor. So Draco was no longer acting as though he owned the place and was now basically sulking. And Jenny was now happy. Yay. (laughs) She gets to be happy. Once back on the train, in a compartment with Hermione, Ron, Fred, George, and Ginny, Harry asked Ginny what she knew about Percy. Giggling, she explains that Percy had a girlfriend. Girlfriend. Mm. And it was Penelope Clearwater. And that was who he was writing to all summer, and he was sneaking around Hogwarts all year to meet her, and Ginny had caught them kissing. This also explained why he was so upset when she was attacked, mm. but also probably because she's a prefect. She Not asked more that she than she's his girlfriend. Girlfriend. I mean, it just adds to it. Because, like, <laughs> even true. when they were talking to him, he's like, "I'm a prefect. I can't get attacked." He yeah, said that, that was to silly. Them. I don't know why he thought that. So there was like a part of him. He's like, "Oh man, I can't get attacked," even though he's pure blood. Yeah. She asked them not to tease him, of course, and Fred and George promise not to, but they definitely will. Mm-hmm. And then once back on the platform at nine and three quarters. Or nine that, fourth. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> autocorrected. <laughs> or I did that wrong. I don't know. Um, Harry gave Hermione and Ron his phone number, explaining that he taught Mr. Weasley how to use a phone last summer, and he needed to talk to someone who wasn't Dudley. Yeah, so... He was like, don't try freaking writing me again, because Dobby's gonna come up out of nowhere and steal my freaking letters, and I won't get them until something happens. (laughs) But I'm interested to know if the Dursies would even let Harry use a phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes I feel like he's really optimistic. Exactly. Hermione asks if the Dursleys would be proud of him for saving the school, and Harry just assures her that they're just mad that he didn't actually die. Oh. And with that, they re-enter the Muggle Ward. The Muggle World. <laughs> the Muggle Ward. <laughs> the Ward. <laughs> I mean, I guess to some it is. Mm. Yeah. And that's the end. We oh, finished another ow. book. I just oh, hit my dang. teeth with my mic. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I was very excited. Congrats um, on two. season two. Done. I think you finished a second Congrats. Harry Potter book, Priscilla. Oh my gosh. Two down. That's oh a lot gosh. for me. Five more to go. Wow. I'm excited. Prisoner was my favorite book until five. Which, that's a, oh, really? a long time. Yeah. Prisoner's a lot of people's favorite books still. So mm-hmm. that's a good Is one. it because it took so long for five to come out? So that was probably like the best out of the first four? Yeah. 
Yeah. Goblet grew on me. I feel like I didn't appreciate just all that happens in there until later, but I like three. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. So, well, questions. Questions. So, mine I put down was thoughts on Dobby now. Um, well, I mean, I still feel like Dobby's a little bit annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I mean, it's kind of which is why I asked if we would know or learn more about the house elves. Yeah. Or that that species or race because I'm interested to know like you mentioned Joni or was it Laura? I forget, but they must have their powers to be known like that they're very powerful if, if mm-hmm. uh, Malfoy was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to walk out and not even bother. Yeah. Which I don't know, like you said, Laura, I don't know if Malfoy would have done anything, but it kind of just piqued my interest into learning more about them. But other than that, I still feel like Dobby could have just come out no. with it. But then where would we, yeah. would we have a book? No. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, he, he, I still kind of feel the same about him, but I am happy for him that he is That now he's free. a free elf. Yeah. Dobby's free I'm excited for future Dobby. I will say he does get better. Good. Yeah. I do understand that that at the end of this book, he didn't quite redeem himself. No. Um, <laughs> I like how Harry's like, okay. Right. Thanks. <laughs> just yeah, just that leave me alone, please. Makes a lot of Like, sense. don't ever try to save my life again, please. And then, okay, the other thing I thought, um, wrote down was... What do you think caused Voldemort to shift from wanting to get rid of the world, rid the world of Muggleborns to Harry? Because he That's says a good that question. when he's like in his monologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says he no longer wants to. He's no longer worried about Muggles. He yeah. now wants to. I think it's because he finds out that Harry defeats him as a baby, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so maybe he thinks that if he defeats Harry, that somehow it will reverse something yeah. yeah his downfall yeah or what supposed is his future as a downfall correct yeah. so which i'm in like that is actually i'm interested to know if that would have happened like if voldemort or tom riddle in this case defeated harry like would it just reverse harry's parents dying and voldemort dying or whatever and would it oh, the I whole wizarding world be just completely different i wonder that did yeah. make me think about when Sissy was talking about imagine learning about from like somebody else in that book, like in the diary. Imagine learning that you got defeated by a baby and you're just like, how the heck did this even happen? How the mm-hmm. heck did a baby defeat me? And yeah. being like kind of appalled of yourself. Yeah. I think he was hoping that Harry had a different explanation, like an an explanation that was like, oh, something I can like, I missed, which it yeah. kind of is, but I think he was thinking it was something a little more obvious. I think, yeah, because like when he finds out it's like, oh, it's, it's his mother's love that saved him. He's like, oh, so you're not special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember that we talked about how vague the mother's love thing is mm-hmm. and it it doesn't really clear that up in this book either. Um, it just kind of reiterates it. I think all Dumbledore says in the first book is mother's love is some kind of charm. And then in this book, you realize that Riddle knows of this old charm as well. Um, because he was a pretty smart kid while in school. And you'll see as we learn more about Riddle and Voldemort, just how smart he oh, was. Oh, so there's more to be learned, I see. Mm-hmm. We we know more. We get to know Voldemort more. Mm-hmm. When is the question? Mm-hmm. Oh no! I did want to mention this because I this is kind of reverting back a few episodes. But I just listened to the episode that was released today, which was the diary, diary, diary one. <laughs> I listened to that one and I noticed something I caught wrong, or I just like said wrong. So it. Because I questioned how come they couldn't find more information on Tom Riddle. Because, like, shouldn't he be in history books for resolving the Chamber of Secrets mm-hmm. issue before 50 years prior? But it actually explains, he explains, like, when Harry's talking to him through the diary that it was just brushed over. And they didn't, they didn't, they gave him the award, but they didn't say it was the award for saving the school. It was just saying, like, just vague special 
special services and they just brushed everything else under the rug and tried to hide it so that's why it's not in history books yeah yeah Yeah, i forgot about that i figured it was something like that because i was just like i don't think it was in history books at all yeah oh and another thing because i got a message from a friend from miss esther who caught up on the podcast today esther i liked her thought process on this like i know we basically she was just like she messaged me and she said my thoughts on the tom riddle diary when first watching the movie um, because she watched the movie first was someone was communicating through a sister diary in real time like almost like a chat room yeah type situation which I thought was an interesting thought. I mean, obviously we know what actually happened, but like I liked that thought when she yeah. mentioned it to me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, because back then we're, we're like, how is this even working? Kind of like two magical diaries. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that because it shows the tie. Like, I mean, when she, when the movie first came out, it was like the early 2000s. So we were like doing messaging <laughs> on aim and stuff back then yeah. so like that's just like how she processed it thinking like oh it's just like another diary oh yeah. good old aim oh in your way message yeah yes we are that old <laughs> hashtag millennials <laughs> okay um so we've already met tom riddle but i decided to do a little recap because i i like tom riddle Okay, so we, we found out that he is Voldemort. Um, and what we know, he is half-blood. He has a witch mother, a muggle father. And on his mother's side runs the Salazar Slytherin blood. So, Which to me is interesting because mm-hmm. he was the Slytherin heir. Mm-hmm. And he was a half-blood. Yes. He was an even pure blood. That is interesting that he was chosen. Yes. Well, you don't really get chosen as an heir. He is just the last descendant. Okay, 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 got it. Oh, because his mom. Last descendant, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was his mom's choice to be with his father, who is a muggle, so it's not like he could mm-hmm. help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, we get a little deeper into Voldemort. He is connected to Salazar Slytherin, which might have, he is. you know, might be the reason why he's evil. <laughs> oh, evil. Okay, most valuable wizard. Oh, I think I already, like, hinted towards this. I was giving it to Fox. Mm-hmm. Nice. In my phone, I put Fox for the win. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Because Harry literally did not know what he was doing. He was yeah. flailing. I would be too. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dumbledore, do you think he had anything to do with, like, I, I think he had something to do with the magic in what had happened, which was, like, if you ask for it, Fox will come. If you show loyalty to me, Fox will come. So I think that has something to do with Dumbledore. And then also the hat and the Gryffindor sword. I don't know. Do you think Dumbledore had something to do with that? Or do you think that's just the magic of Hogwarts? Uh, Well, I think I assume Dumbledore had something to do with it, in my opinion. I feel like I have many thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> I me feel too. Like if- it's, it's a loaded question. If Dumbledore had known, and since he knew, like, one of his students was going, was either dead or going to die, I feel like he would have, or at least should have, stepped in, like, physically, himself. And, I don't know. Well, I, maybe he didn't really know what was going on. Maybe he knew something was happening that that required the assistance of, of these things i think he knew harry just like last year was going to try and you know save the day or fix it or solve it so he yeah tried his best to assist yeah that reminds me also this book hints that voldemort well hints it it tells you voldemort already knows that harry has a saving complex yeah he or like immediately he knows that so like literally all the adults know (laughs) Should know that this boy is just going to do it himself. So Also, if there's anyone that pays attention to Harry, it's Voldemort. He's obsessed with this kid because yeah. he wants to know why this kid is his downfall. Yeah. yeah. I also want to know if there's like another situation and somebody else from another hat from another house was like showing loyalty to Dumbledore. If 
Fox would show up with the hat as well, and the hat would pull something of relevance to that house. I would, I would assume that it wouldn't just be. Um, I think only a griffin. Obviously, it says only a Gryffindor would pull out the sword. Yeah. But I was gonna say, if Dumbledore had any idea, and he put in the magic of Fox and the hat, that Dumbledore could get valuable with MBW. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's on the fence. Yeah. I'm for sure with Fox. Yeah. Me too. That one's good. Most magical moment? Fox again. I was going to say, I didn't want him to <laughs> yeah. not talk about his tears, but the yeah. Tears. Yeah. Um, I also like the Basilisk Fang into the diary. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too. Exploding and killing Tom Riddle or the memory. The Feastus was a nice one, even though it's kind of like just a paragraph, but it's a nice, like, celebration. Mm hmm. Magical tears. <laughs> yeah. And flying all of them out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dumbledore does say that they can carry, they have like, yeah, they can carry like so much load. Yeah. That actually also made me question how did Voldemort, like, when he was doing it to begin with, and he, like, I assume Jenny oh. didn't go in to the chamber? Like, yeah, how, how did do, he get out? How did they go in know. and out? Well, in there was a slide. Yeah. I just had, I don't know how they, how he would get out of the chamber back then. Yeah. Hmm. Pipes, maybe. Well, I guess that's how the basilisk yeah, got around. Yeah, maybe he, they, like, he knows. Maybe the basilisk helped him. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, like, just, like, go on the head of the basilisk mm-hmm. and the basilisk, like, slithers up. Yeah, because yeah. The, the basilisk did slither up and kill Myrtle. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's what we'll say. Okay, I do have a shop this week. Ooh, a small find- shop. I'm excited. Yes. I don't I don't know if you guys looked it up because I just put it in. I didn't. This is from our follower on Twitter, and she's on our Instagram, Emily. She's in Belgium, and she is so sweet. She's always talking back to us. So I asked her on Twitter, and she shared this shop. It's actually a shop. Um, in Belgium and the Netherlands, and I think they have a location in London, but it's, I'm probably not saying it right, but it is called Oli K? Oli? Olik? <laughs> O-L-L-E-K-E. And on Instagram, they're O-L-L-E-K-E dot B-E. Ooh, yeah, I found them. And they're just a shop. It, it's called um, a wizarding shop, but they have Harry Potter. They have Disney, so that means they have Star Wars. But, of course, they have all, like, Disney princesses, and um, they have Marvel and DC comment stuff. I even saw a Friends mug I wanted to oh mention. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, like, Funko Pops, just like a – kind of like the box lunch shop that we were talking about mm-hmm. in the other episode – and Which like, I went to, by the way. I don't know if I told you guys. Did though. you? Oh, yay. <laughs> I almost got a Dobby shirt that says Dobby's a free elf, and it was like a cute little oh, Dobby with no. a sock. But I was like, I really don't. I shouldn't spend like almost $30 on this right now. <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, no. I know. Ooh. Um, so that's what it kind of reminds me of. This is cute. Anyone like listening in Belgium and the Netherlands? And London. There's one in London. Yeah. London. Well, thank you, Emily. Yeah, Emily's always very interactive with us, and we appreciate that very much. Yes, thank you, Emily, for sharing. But I think that's it, I think. All right, Mm -hmm. so that is it. Well, that brings us to the end of season two. Well, not the end of season two, end of book two. So next episode, we are recording the book two movie comparison. Yep. Which is... Very exciting because I have a lot of notes already. Um, I just have to rewatch that second one. Yeah, I couldn't wait. So I watched it with Phil and did Phil like ask it? Laura Joni. I was like, what? They took this. I was like, I'm going to save it for the podcast, but I'm very upset. <laughs> um, yeah, Phil liked it. I mean, he hasn't read the books, so he liked it. Yeah. For someone that hasn't read the books, I think. I mean, even for me, it was a good movie. It's like a good yeah. movie. But yeah, so that's going to be our next episode and that will be the end I think of of season two. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But we officially finished the book. If you guys have listened thus far, thank you, thank you so much. Um, we're super excited to start the third one and get that rolling. But 
If you'd like to connect with us outside the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic and on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, if you'd like to leave a review, we would really, really appreciate that. That helps us out a lot. And until next time, mischief managed. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I'm like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and it didn't. Because <laughs> she doesn't finish, a, she doesn't finish a, a cup, so it just gets more full and not drank. Harry had told Tom all about Harry Potter and his fascinating history. Ginny had told Tom. Oh, what did I say? You said Harry told Tom about Harry. Oh. <laughs> Harry's so into himself. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> My words are getting jumbled together. It's the wine. I had one sip. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. Yeah. Maybe I'm just try. I'm already feeling sleepy from the wine. Not the wine. The tart. <laughs> from tart. me talking? No, from me. I'll, honestly, when you're like redoing, like, because I haven't reread it after I listened mm-hmm. to Jim Dale other than my part that I was doing notes on last week. So like you talking about it again, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> And like <laughs> noticing myself like doing that. Like, okay, this is where I was when I was listening to it. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. A good sign. <laughs> and I was trying to look into it, but I didn't I couldn't look that deep into it. What are you eating? A piece of cookie. It's all gone now. Don't you want to know how she got a hold of the diary? asked Lucius. Oh my gosh. Harry asked Lucius oh this, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh, engaged and- in Belgium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Brussels. On my birthday. Yeah, July 2nd, 2017. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>